It's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Medler, lovely cushion header for Gerrard! Oh, you're The Ghost Goal Podcast. We got a third edition of the Ghost Goal Ball coming for you this weekend. Andrew's back on the pod. What up? To preview a special Liverpool Arsenal edition of the Ghost Goal Ball. I'm Alex here with Javier. Javier, how you doing, man? Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, welcome back to a preview pod. I know it's been a while. Actually, sort of. Uh, Recording these on the run and throwing them at me to to, to lump in there. And yeah, I appreciate. We needed that. to make sure to to get Andrew in there. In case you missed it at the end of the last pod, we at the end of there we were we were making sure Andrew got in here. So I think he all, all he was I feeling ask, a little sick today, but he pulled through. I'm hurt, in. dog. Yeah. I'm hurt. Don't ask me if I'm not hurt. I'm hurt. He's been, he's been hurt a lot on on these pods recently. There's there's been hospitalizations, sicknesses. Well, speaking of hurt, the one thing I request uh, isn't for today. It's for next week. Uh, win or lose, uh, the loser. I, I don't want you to pull a Javier after the Chelsea <laughs> Arsenal game and then not show up for the pod afterwards. You know, because that's just a coward move. You know, he just got to sort of like sidestep the the abuse I was going to give. Actually, I watched the game with him, so I, I gave him right. plenty of I abuse was, that I, day. I got live abuse, so... Yeah, right. I didn't need but, it on know, air, too. I wanted, I wanted to record it and put it out there for the whole world. Whatever, hear, you did it anyway. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, let's get started. Uh, a very interesting match to start the weekend. Saturday, eight thirty a.m. Bournemouth will host Manchester United. Nice. Bournemouth sitting in what, like fifth place right now, sixth place? They're up there. Bournemouth. They're way up. Yeah, there. they're 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 above United. That's all I'll say. So it's an away trip for United to a, a team that's playing pretty well. They've got three clean sheets on the bounce. Bournemouth do. Uh, I don't think it's this is this is an easy one. Bournemouth uh, can sometimes be pushovers for the top sides, but I, I think United are really going to struggle. I have them. I have them drawing two two. Andrew, what are your what are your thoughts going into this game? Um, I don't love the way Manchester United have been playing, but I know that they got a result last time. Um, I just don't know if this Bournemouth team this Bournemouth team is not really showed me anything this year in the sense of like I I believe that they can get a major upset. I don't think they're going to get three points. Um, I'm going to agree with you, Alex. I think this is going to be a 1-1 draw. I think United get a goal in the first half and then Bournemouth kind of work hard and nick a goal late in the second half, maybe off a set piece. But I don't think United are good enough to beat this Bournemouth team right now, but I don't know that Bournemouth are good enough to beat United, if that makes sense. Javier? Seems a recurring theme on the goal school pod that... I pick 2-2 in a Bournemouth game? (laughs) No, I usually pick United to win. And last week, they didn't disappoint me, so I'm going again with it. I'm going with 2-1 win for United. I think that home or away, Mourinho is going to go in with the same game plan. And I think they're maybe executing it a little bit better now. And it looks like he's found something close to a starting lineup. Like, he hasn't been making, like, you know, three or four changes every game now still. So... I, I think that if they play, you know, that, that front three that they played um, at the beginning of last week, uh, Martial, Rashford, Rashford, and Mata. So keep Lukaku out another week, you're saying? Yes. They, I would. They, they've had a week to rest. They've had no uh, Carabao Cup games this midweek. Uh, plenty of time for them to get ready for this game. I I personally, I, I don't see Lukaku sitting again. No you way. Know, I didn't think he was great when he came in. 
but it seemed more like a a one off uh, than like Mourinho's not going to try and upset his most recent like big big signing. Maybe you know, but he also really hasn't been producing. So uh, also Lukaku's record against Bournemouth is impeccable. He ha- he had like four goals against actually, them for yeah, Everton right. a couple of years ago. He'll probably play. He'll probably play. Yeah, but I just I I have a I have a feeling United can 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 nick this one, and I think they have to. They need Pressure's to. on them, and they need to. You know what their next two games are? Juventus away in the Champions League, and Manchester City away next weekend. And, and they, they play. Yeesh. They play. I believe Liverpool and Arsenal in, within the next month as well. So they, they've got a hard run coming up. Arsenal December fifth, Liverpool December sixteenth. Yep. Like so, Merry Christmas, yeah. Merry Christmas to United. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, uh, yeah, how so great would that be? Liverpool beats United, and United fire Mourinho afterwards. Now I kind of want that. I definitely want that. <laughs> that that's realistic. That's like that's a realistic timeline. We're like right around where he would get fired if it were to happen. I want it to happen. Can we? Let's. It's too bad. I, I can't really think of a time that Klopp has beaten uh, United in no, the Mourinho era. He so. hasn't. I don't think he. I wouldn't get too excited quite yet. I just. I, that's uh, why I want it to happen. <laughs> So just to recap, uh, I had 2-2, Andrew had 1-1, and Javier had a 2-1 win for Man United. Let's move on to a couple pick'ems. Because of the clocks going back in uh, Europe last week, these games are at 11 a.m. instead of 10 a.m. Uh, and then we're getting a special little addition to our Sunday or to our Saturday lineup. This is the Andrew that, uh, we're get to in a second. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You get one week, one week in this uh, half of the season where the – but then next half of the season, there's going to be a game that's at like 6.30 in the morning instead of 7.30. Yeah, I don't so. want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> You're in your prime. Your prime is this weekend. Let's start with the first 11 a.m. game, Cardiff hosting Le- Leicester. Andrew, what do you have? I'm going to go 3-0. I think this Leicester team is going to come out and smack them in the face. they got a lot of emotions that they're coming off of. I think – this is un- it's an unfortunate situation. What happened? We talked about it on the last episode, but I think Leicester are going to be inspired and just I think Leicester are going to absolutely play Cardiff off the pitch. Javier, uh, I agree. I think it's going to be a good performance from Leicester, and I think they're going to win. I have a two-one win, but I think Cardiff are now pushovers at home, and they've shown they can score goals against pretty much anybody at home. So, I mean, they didn't start off well this season, but I think that if they're going to do anything this year, they're going to have any chance. You know they're going to have to put up fight fights at home against teams like Leicester. So, for sure, I, I think that they're they're going to do their best to to keep it a closed game and not concede many goals. And I mean that was their reputation last year. So they were the most defensive team in the in the championship, and I think they just, they got to get back to that. And I think they have been a little bit in recent games trying not to concede you know a million goals. But um, yeah, I, if 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 they get blown out three 0 then that that would be a, a pretty damning result at home. So. Uh, yeah, I got. I have two one Leicester. Uh, going off what you said, Andrew, I, it's it's hard to read as to how this Leicester team will react. It's you'd like to think it's going to go one of two ways, really well or really poorly. Um, I, I'm going to say one one just because I, I I don't know how they're going to react. I could see them coming out gangbusters and and, and wiping the floor with uh, Cardiff, but they haven't been playing well the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know, maybe it doesn't quite spur them onto a victory. So I have 1-1. Uh, Everton host Brighton. Uh, I have 3-1. Javier, what do you have? Uh, 1-0 Everton. 
Andrew? I'm going to go 2-1 Everton. I really like what Brighton's done, as we've talked about, as you guys talked about on last week's oh, pod. Oh, wow, getting away from your Brighton I pick. know, I know. Uh, but he Everton... picks them at home. He picks them at home. The, the thing is that Everton... He picked them to win at Newcastle. I did. Yeah, 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 unless it's like a bottom six side. Then he picks yeah. them to Then he picks them to, to win. Everton have, a very good, Everton have a very good home record, and I know that they're... Things are starting to click over there. I think it's going to be a really contentious 2-1, uh, sneaky, sneaky little really nice match in the 11 o'clock slot, just saying. Yeah, it's probably probably the pick of the of the four, right? Yeah, of I the would. four matches. I would agree with that. I think that's the one we'll, we'll probably watch. Oh, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll probably I'll probably go with Cardiff-Leicester just to see the, the how Leicester react personally. That's just a personal thing. Sure, I you can have that one up on the laptop. Yeah. 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 That, 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 that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Newcastle hosting Watford again at 11 a.m. Uh, I have 2-0 Watford away from home. Javier, you got a little uh, Newcastle's first win of the season, predicting? Yeah, I think that Watford are Jackal and Hyde. And one week that they they look really good and they perform well and win 3-0. And I think the next week they sometimes just don't put in those performances. And I think... This is kind of do or die time for Newcastle, and if Rafa has any life in this team, he's going to need to get a home result against you know teams maybe not as good as Watford because Watford have been shown to be you know pretty good this year. But I think they've cooled off recently, even you know despite that three 0 result they had last week. Um, I think it flattered them a little bit. So yeah, I have uh, I've got two one Newcastle. Andrew, what have you got this one shaping out? I'm going to take Watford. I just don't really like the scene, things that are going on over at Newcastle. I'm actually reading an, uh, an article right now, but about Watford, I agree with Javier. They're, they are very Jekyll and Hyde. They still have been getting results. They're only two points out of the top six. But uh, look, listen to this quote from their manager. For me, it's the best... For me, it's the best in the Premier League when talking about his squad's depth. I mean, I I, I get it, but I'm sorry, no one has better depth than Manchester City, bro. So, uh, give me give me give me Watford. We, we, we got a we got a name drop in there. That's Javi Gracia, yeah. so uh, people can know who to direct their angst towards. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's a quietly interesting one with pretty high high stakes. Uh, let's move on to West Ham hosting Burnley at 11 a.m. Uh, I have a straight up. Draw one one. Uh, uh, this is the kind of game that Burnley are going to go and just frustrate the shit out of West Ham, and and uh, I'm here for it. How, Javier, how do you just want to have this one shaping up? I've liked the way West Ham have looked the last few games. Um, you know, they didn't get a great result against Leicester, conceding that goal in the last minute, but they almost won, having had a red card the entire game, and they played really well in that game. So I'm going to favor them to continue their, you know, their revival under uh, Pellegrini and I'm going to say two on West Ham. I'm going nil nil. I just think that Burnley and West Ham are going to kind of cancel each other out. And what should be right for the second week in a row, picking like the only nil nil of the week. Yeah, he did it last week. That one was like pretty obvious. I was like yeah. kind of disappointed that yeah, I, did I was kind of disappointed in myself. Yeah, I was that. like, that was go- definitely going to be a nil nil. Like, I, I think because I saw Andrew picked it, so I was like, I don't want to pick that too. Like, I here's the thing: I when I see right two desperate teams like Newcastle and Southampton, I usually think there's going to be like goals. some goals, right? Right, because they're they bad, trash teams. They're going to make mistakes or whatever. Yeah. Except right. you guys right. realize how bad both of them are. <laughs> yeah. Now we do. All right, it's time. Arsenal will host Liverpool Saturday at one thirty p.m. That's a, a La Liga time kind of kickoff there. I like that kickoff. It's a great kickoff, yeah. Um, I don't have work Saturday for once in like a million blue moon, 
So oh, it's nice. going to be nice okay. to just watch all games from freaking 8.30 in the morning to wherever that last game finishes. <laughs> uh, 6 yeah, p.m. like 5 or 6 right. p.m. Yeah, it'll be a good day. Uh, Arsenal are coming into this one with plenty of injuries, oh suspension to mention. Uh, I'm not quite sure of Liverpool's uh, injury and uh, suspension status. I'm guessing for the most part. They'll be fully healthy. Not expecting with the week off this week. The only one I'm not expecting is Nabi Keita. Everybody else should be ready to go. And uh, Matteo Guendouzi got a red card today in the, uh, the the Carling Cup or the Carabao Cup, so he's not eligible to play this weekend. I'm not sure if he was going to be playing anyway. Uh, it's kind of hard to get a read on Emery these days. Especially he w- he these, would have probably come in off the bench. He he he's he's played every game this year, so. It just has kind of a domino effect for me. Where, whereas, I mean, not that it's it would have been good to play Granite Shaka at left back, but now with Wenduzi out, Shaka has to come into midfield next right. to Torreira. You know, and who are you guys playing not, at left back? We were only playing Shaka at left back because we had nobody else to play there. Well, who do you have? Who's going to play there now? Is what right. I'm saying. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Monreal's fit. Okay. Yeah. Good. Monreal's fit. Well, that makes it interesting, at least. Uh, Bellerin's um, going to be out. Bellerin's going to be out. Lichtsteiner will be our right back. Ainsley Mike Niles is back too, um, and he played the first game of the season at left back. But I don't know if I want him starting against Liverpool. Um, I mean, how do you feel about uh, Arsenal's chances this week? You guys are the home team. You sh- probably should be winning. I mean, or trying to win your yeah, home games against. Obviously, the rest of the I top want six. us to. I want us to try and win, but I feel like Emery's going to try and be a bit more cautious. Um, obviously, starting a, a, a midfield of Xhaka Torreira is more defensive than offensive and I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure out our defense before we figure out our offense. And I mean that's kinda how it's been for Arsenal this season where we've kind of floundered in first halves and then in the second half we seem to find our footing after an adjustment or two. I don't think we can do that against Liverpool. I think I think you throw that blueprint out the window. Right. For I this think game. you can't do that. So I think you you need to be I, I'm I'm pretty sure Iwobi's going to start. Um, I think the front three will be Iwobi, Ozil, Lacazette. But I want Aubameyang starting. I think I think it should be Aubameyang, Lacazette. Well, hasn't it been Aubameyang on the left wing, Lacazette central, and would, Ozil, and yes. then Iwobi on the right? Yeah, I would like and, Iwobi instead of Ozil to start, honestly, against a team like Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you, but... I mean, Emery does really like Iwobi. He he rests approach. him in games, and like, and like he doesn't play him in like the the midweek fixtures anymore. So well, good I think for him. Sees, I mean, he's I making think he sees him as up. a starter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's played well. He deserves that. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be quite enough firepower to to beat Liverpool. I have a two two draw for this. Uh, I mean, I'm rooting for a draw between you you, you two. Mostly, I'm rooting for an exciting game, just because you guys usually produce uh, a pretty entertaining fixture, right? Uh, Andrew hasn't put his pick in yet. I, I can I guess what you're going to pick? Yeah, I would love you to. Um, I think you're going to pick three one Liverpool. You're right. You're right. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew. I know you by now, Andrew. <laughs> I, I I think we're going to score two goals on them, but I think they're going to score three goals on us. I, I have three two. I think Liverpool. Oh win. my gosh! The he talks a big game. First time I predicted Arsenal losing this season. I didn't oh even predict God. the loss in the City game. I looked back. I was like, "Wow!" I predicted a draw for that. I was like, oh, "That was retarded." I should not have predicted a draw for that. <laughs> so this time, I will not make the same mistake. 
Well, Andrew, we've seen Liverpool kind I've of sit broken, off in man. certain big games. I, no, no, you haven't broken have, me. I've Crystal broken Palace him. broke me. Crystal Palace made Javier Delusion God go somewhere else, fly away. Uh, after that, after that Palace result, I was just like, "All right, like we're not going to beat Liverpool with this stuff." So, well, I mean, all it takes is a sneaky two-one win, and delusional Javier is right back. It's true. So, not it's wrong. true. That, I'm not saying wrong. that yeah. <laughs> I knew how close that was, and 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 honestly, even if we'd won two-one with how bad we played, I still would have been super cautious going into this game because we haven't looked good like in almost any right. game this year, right? Like there hasn't been like a start to okay, finish. Game I would where argue you say to Arsenal, that the game this is that we looked the best this year was possibly those 15 minutes of that Chelsea game where we just, like, tore you apart. But, like, and, like, we defended, like, okay the rest of the game. Maybe, but we did that thing that we still kind of do even now uh, where we kind of just go to sleep for 10 minutes. So right. we weren't really we weren't really playing. So it's not really, like, impressive to do that. To, like, Darby did that to us today. They scored twice and we fell asleep for 15 they to 20 minutes. scored four goals. Darby only scored twice today. No, they scored four goals. They scored two own goals, and they scored two goals. Oh, right. <laughs> they scored four yeah. goals. When it was 2-2, Darby had scored well, all four of the goals. Well, one of those was scored by a Chelsea low knee, so, you know, technically that's one of ours. Right, but, um, he literally just threw it into his own net with his hands. Secret agent Tamori. I want to get to the, the Liverpool approach for this. Andrew, we've seen Liverpool approach some of these big games, whether it's uh, Chelsea, PSG, uh, those kinds of fixtures, Man, Man, Man City at home, uh, exactly. I don't want to say I don't want to say they've approached them defensively, but they haven't been the like all out attack, high pressing side that Klopp has been known for the last uh, the last however many years. Did Unai Emery beat Klopp in the Europa final? Yeah, I mean they had. There's a lot that kind of be, adds up to that that people forget about. You add, you forget the fact that one most of this roster is different. You add up the fact oh no 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 no. I mean that, that was a completely different team. Teams, I'm but about also Sevilla. yeah yeah yeah. It's just but like, also too. I was like, just saying Unai Emery and Klopp have met before. Is what I'm like. Yeah, um, just yeah. coming by. It's like they've they've these these. This isn't the first time that they've no. know, gone against each other. But the entire style of Liverpool has changed since when they got to that to that final. And additionally, they had relied on Mamadou Sakho all season, and then he picked up that ban for doping that turned out to not be doping, and that's why they had to start. Um, I think they started Colo Torre, and it, it, the defensively, like you look at the defensive back. Hey, Colo's, Col- Colo's great. Don't say anything bad about. Colo. I love Colo. Colo's amazing, but it was like a very old Colo Torre who shouldn't have been playing for Liverpool in a European final like that. Like it was. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, okay. Um, I think they got him from City. Actually, <laughs> we did. Not from you guys. We did get him from City. That's <laughs> well, why eventually, like, eventually, yeah, yeah. he um, came from us. He's an Arsenal player. No, I, I think. I think at the end of the day, this missed, like, yeah, they've been a little bit more defensive in the Chelsea and the City games, but I think Klopp is going to, Klopp has a very good record at the Emirates, um, including that 4-3 win there a couple seasons ago on opening day. Um, I don't, I don't think necessarily he's going to, like, loose the dogs the whole game. I think you'll get uh, a little bit more of a balance, but defensively, like, this is the best back four that he's going to walk into the Emirates with. Like, whether it's Joe Gomez or, and Dayon Lovren, or whether it's Joe Gomez or Dayon Lovren playing center back next to Virgil van Dijk, this is the best defense that he's walked into the Emirates with. Um, I think the midfield is generally going to be able... I think I think you're going to see uh, James Milner return in a midfield. I think he'll boss the hell out of it alongside Fabinho and Wijnaldum, and I think you'll see Firmino kind of slide back into that striker role. And if things don't work, then they'll drop either Milner or Wijnaldum, and they'll bring on Shakiri, go back to that 4-2-3-1, and put Salah up top. Like... 
they have options. They've been playing in a different style. I think you're going to see you're going to see another two man, you know, defensive midfield. But I think that still opens itself for attack, especially once Keita gets back. Who I I think it's questionable about whether he'll return. I just don't think that this is the game Klopp is going to blood him with. Um, and I I think you see, even though his name was all over the news in the middle of the week, I think you'll see Trent Alexander Arnold over there on, on the right side. And again, if they need to change things up, then they'll bring in Joe Gomez or or Lavrin off the bench. Um, I, I see this as just. Arsenal's midfield is not as good as ours. Arsenal's defense is not as good as ours. I think we'll have a, a lion's share of the, of the ball possession, and I think that we'll shut down anything Arsenal has to offer offensively. I think we'll, and I think we'll, we'll have pretty pretty even ball possession. I, I th- right, so I was going to say, it's probably going to be end-to-end. Arsenal's had really good ball possession this year, and like not even City was able to keep us from having the ball. Like We still had 45% possession against them, and, and, and Chelsea too. So I just think Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah are going to Turn your left bet, left and right. Oh, back I agree. I mean, backwards. I mean, I'm I like try almost to get Salah into my fantasy team, and I'm still got Mane starting. So, you know, I'm sure they're both going to probably get a. I mean, they both I tear think, us apart. They, I think they, it's going to be Mane with the big with the big day. Yeah, he always Mane, Mane even since South, his Southampton days. I mean, that guy has always crushed Arsenal. I mean, he it's it's like it's like our fullbacks always have fits when he has the ball. So. <laughs> Uh, I never look forward to him playing against us, and you know it looks like he's maybe back on form. He he had a couple nice goals uh, last weekend, and yeah, I mean I, that's why I think we're gonna lose. So, um, not no fiery uh, no fire retorts today, Andrew. Maybe 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 I'm really disappointed. Like I I geared up for this all day. Like I, put I know on war paint. Like I know I know, I, and you know. <sighs> A part of me wanted to I do put it, out but memes. like, I what about the memes, Javier? We promised stuff to the people, and they you, were great you memes. Undelivering. No, no, no. Look, once Arsenal wins this weekend, then I'll destroy you in the in the uh, pod on on Monday. Okay. Yeah, I mean the main the main takeaway from this pod being Javier doesn't believe in Arsenal. Yeah. So no, I don't. He just doesn't believe in. Them. Also, okay, all right, and I need to say one more thing about this game. This is. Liverpool's third and three and a half. This is Klopp's third and a half year, right? Under uh, at the helm, no, this is he came in halfway. Season. He's two and a half years. This is this is two and a half. Yeah, it's not three and a half. Okay, or maybe it is three so, and a half. I think it's three and a half. And like Emery doesn't even have half a season with this team, and this is still Wenger's team, right? But you can see the changes that Emery has made have been positive, and a lot of the players he's brought in have improved the team as well as he's improved current players. So. I think you got to give Emery some time. I think Klopp might get the better of him now, but I think down the down the road, uh, I think it might be a much more even matchup. So, you know, I, I think it's not really fair right now to be like, you know, one manager's better than the other or anything because of because of a one off game like this. But I'm sure Klopp God will be damn. will be wanting to get get this result over Emery. You know, some vengeance over the the last time they met. Can you hedge any further? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm I'm the hedge master. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the last game of Saturday afternoon. Wolves will host Tottenham at 3:45 p.m. God, I love when the clocks don't go back here. Uh, there will be they will flip back Saturday night in uh, in the USA. But I have one one. I think I'm just going to pick one one draws uh, for Wolves at home whenever they face any of the top six sides and. I feel like I'll be right like 
two or three times out of those six games. I almost they've already, they've already drawn. I just, they've I, already drawn one one with uh, Man City there earlier this season. So you know it's not and, out of the realm of possibility for any team to go there and struggle. And didn't they draw United, or was that on the road? They beat. Uh, uh, no, no, that was at, no, that was at Old Trafford. They drew one one. Oh right, right. All right. Well, I'm going Jean for Moutinho. it. I'm going for it. Give me Wolves. I know Tottenham. Okay. I know Tottenham have some players coming back, and I know I've been saying on this podcast not just two days ago. Wait for Tottenham to get their players back, and we'll judge them. But I know that those guys are back, and I'm not fully ready to sit here and believe that they are 100% healthy and ready to go. This Wolves team is going to work their socks off against Tottenham. They're good at home. Give me Wolves. Money line. Lock it in. Call your boy in London. Put in the bet. Give me Wolves. Can you not get odds on Premier League games here in America? I mean, you can. I'm pretty sure you can. You definitely can. <laughs> I could, I have a couple guys in Jersey who put bets in for me because it's legal there now. What up? That, that's good to hear uh is it judging off of our success rate judging off our success rate on these picks i don't think it's actually that good to hear so because uh doing these picks has basically made me decide i will never bet on soccer results because it's just like <laughs> such a it's such a damn crapshoot a lot of times and one red card can ruin the whole thing uh javier and i both have one one not a lot of faith in tottenham right now i I just personally feel like Wolves need like need this to be their bounce back game. Their last two games they've lost two uh, nil at home to Watford a couple weeks ago, and then last week they lost at Brighton one nil. So this is a wounded Tottenham team that's not exactly setting the world on fire, and uh, I don't really trust Tottenham to really break down any sort of uh, deep defensive shape right now. So uh, until I see them do that. Uh, routinely going forward i'm I'm not going to be willing to put that faith in them again javier what, what are your thoughts on this one like you guys are almost talking me into into a tottenham win right now because i mean i was because you just want to be different well not just that but it's just like i i, I did forget that like ollie and erickson did come back in the last game and ollie looked good erickson did look really rusty but if both of them are you know another week of training and fitness i feel like they're both going to start this game if they do, I mean that's 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 going to be a big boost for Tottenham, and it it just feels like, you know, and you could see it when Erickson came on, like Kane's missed Erickson and Ali so much. Like without yeah. those two, he's just been getting you know Son taking all a bunch of shots, Lucas Moura taking a bunch of shots, both of them just you know making runs down the sideline and trying to be be the be the man themselves. He doesn't and, have the same understanding with them that he does exactly. with Exactly, and, and, and with Ali and Erickson, I feel like he, he feels more at home and he gets a lot more service. So, you know what? I'm changing my pick. I'm going 2-1 I'm going Tottenham. 2-1 okay, Tottenham. that's fair. I talked myself into it. So you're talking yourself into a Liverpool win. We talked you into we, it. We talked you. We broke you into a Liverpool win, and now you're going to pick a Tottenham win, which would see your dreaded rival jump you yeah, in this, the Premier this League Yeah, this episode's table. never going to see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not airing this. Uh, yeah, let's move on to Manchester City, the first of the Sunday games. They will host Southampton at 10 a.m. Uh, I have 4-0 City. Javier has 3-0. That's a little conservative, Javier. Andrew I'm, one-upped uh, us. I'm five. going five. I'm going to take the five. five. I was thinking five as well, but okay. every, time I, every time I pick a big result like that with Man City, like... And it seems like they're guaranteed to, to just go off and do it. I feel like they 
never quite reach those heights. It's always the games that you pick them to win like 3-0 that they just go off and win 5-1 or 5-0 or something like that. So right. I don't know. I'm torn. It's it's hard to pick Man City's scorelines a lot of times. Uh, uh, any any input on this one? Do we give Southampton any chance of getting a, a draw here? I think they pushed City last year and barely lost uh, at the Etihad. Yeah, uh, definitely not a draw, struggle. but I mean, I don't have them getting like un- destroyed like you guys have 4 or 5 No, I mean, 3 nil is still a bad loss, but I think defensively, that's that's their strong suit this year. Obviously, they haven't been scoring goals. All their strikers have zero goals this year. I think that they're like leading goal scorers, like Oriol Romeo or something. Uh, Danny Ings so, is like three goals for them. It's Danny Ings, dude. Come on. All right, but outside of Danny Ings, they have nobody. And that's, that's fine. Why we went and got Danny Ings. That's fine. <laughs> Just get the stats right. Yeah. Um, I think this could be a blessing in disguise if they really get just piped by City, because I think that that would kind of get the, the wheels turning in the uh, Mark Hughes out train, <laughs> which needs to happen sooner rather than later if Southampton are going to have any chance to stay up. just abysmally. I'm probably, I, I, I'm probably the, the, the biggest critic of Mark Hughes on this podcast. I just think he's uh, he, he's a dinosaur. He doesn't belong in this league anymore. And I'm hoping Manchester City can help uh, make that happen. So uh, let's move on to the second of the Sunday games. 11 a.m., Chelsea will host Crystal Palace at Stamford Bridge. I think this is going to be a tough one. I don't think Chelsea are just going to sort of run rampant on them. Eden Hazard will have been out for, like, I guess two weeks without playing. So I'm guessing even, like, maybe have a little bit of slight rust for him. Uh, I think it's pretty reasonable to think that Chelsea probably go up like 2-0 and then Crystal Palace get a goal back by some means that we just gift them or something and then from there we just try and go and hold out for the win using possession and I think we're that that's a, that's a step against these kinds of teams I, I want to see Chelsea take I want to see us be able to not panic when we get pushed back and be able to control things with our passing and tempo so um you guys are all very confident as well. I'm happy. I'm happy that Crystal Palace can get a result against uh, Arsenal and then come right back the next week and you guys pick Chelsea to beat them. Well, you're at home. If you were away, I would absolutely be picking them to get a result against you right now. That's fair. That's, that's, no, we don't usually set the world on fire when we go to Selhurst Park. It's a tough place to play. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at that right now, actually. Um, I think every based on everything you said, it's like, yeah, I agree with you. Chelsea may struggle, and that's why I'm only going to take a 1-0 victory for Chelsea. And that's because regardless, like if Eden Hazard's not playing, you're only scoring one goal. It's can you keep, but the, the bigger question here is who's going to score for Crystal Palace? Like I know, yeah, there's Zaha, but. Wilfred Zaha owns us. I'm just letting you know. He really? just, he always scores on us. Well. Always. Not on Sunday. <laughs> well, he might. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he scored. I just, uh, I, I'm a little, I'm a little interested to see how, uh, how, how we, address the center forward situation because Morata just played 90 minutes against Derby. Uh, Giroud is bang out of form, hasn't scored this season, and has missed multiple uh, tap-ins and really good chances. But he, stylistically, is probably the better option for this one. He's got. So, he's probably got an insane record against Crystal Palace. Yeah, I, also, I, I just also don't, the, I don't uh, trust... the goals that he's scored against Palace, like, I feel like you got to start him. The, the, yes, the man, we need another The man loves Crystal Palace. Yeah, also, I, Wayne Hennessy... I mean, come on, that guy's trash. Also, would you would you want Alvaro Morata to go up against Sacco and James Tompkins and just get pushed around the whole game, or would you want Giroud to actually make them 
have to play. I you think know? So, I think it's a no brainer. I'm pretty sure Giroud's going to start this game. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I, I agree. agree. I agree with uh, Andrew, do we get your prediction? You said one nil Chelsea. One nil Chelsea. Javier has three one, and I have two one Chelsea. Uh, final game, real quick. Relegation six pointer between Huddersfield and Fulham Monday at three p.m. I've got two one Fulham. Uh, I have zero faith in Huddersfield as an attacking unit, even even going two uh, or sorry, even against the worst e- defense in the league. Exactly. I, I still think this is going to be the game that Fulham uh, sort of get their season back on track. Like they they have to win this one, and you know it's the same for for Huddersfield. I just trust Fulham's talent far more than uh, Huddersfield. You know, I just don't think Huddersfield have the quality to be able to take advantage of those mistakes that, that Fulham are inevitably going to make. But you don't think Huddersfield, not- Huddersfield definitely going to go for it this game? They're going to attack with a like well defined go for it because they don't really go for it like in any game. They they they're very sort of prudent in the way they go forward. They're yeah. always trying to make sure they keep like seven or eight players in their own half, and they they just let like two or three of their better attacking players go forward and actually try to make something out of the game. It's it's not a good strategy, as you can see by their position in the table. Um, th- they should go for it. I agree with you, but I, I just don't. Also, Javier, two goals for each team in this. I hope you're right, because that would be great. But I mean, it's a little what, ridiculous. What makes you think this? I guess just I remember Huddersfield, Huddersfield, especially last year, you know, scoring two or three goals at home against teams that had bad defenses and came to their stadium. And... You know, I think that if they're gonna have any life this season, they they gotta get. You know, I say that always in these matches, but it's 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 definitely rings true. Where like in your home games, you you, you gotta you gotta get draws, you gotta get wins, and if if you're not doing that as a bottom team, then you know you got no chance. And Fulham Fulham are, are defensively terrible, so you, you you know I think they can do it. I think they can get a draw here. I don't know if they can get a <laughs> Who win. Who is doing but, it for you from Huddersfield? <laughs> I mean, obviously, Depotra and um, I really like Billing. I think he. I know you like Billing. I think he's he's better than Huddersfield. He should be. He should be on a slightly better team. He he didn't play bad against Liverpool. Also, look, is he better than Huddersfield? Huddersfield only lost. No, Huddersfield only <laughs> lost one um, nil against Liverpool, and they weren't terrible, right, Andrew? Like. They they could get a result here. I'm not. They lost. They lost two nil to Liverpool, didn't they? Uh, I think one, or one, one nil. nil. Sorry, yeah. one nil. We yeah. weren't sharp that day. But, no, you weren't. But yeah. but they didn't. And they, they had a they couple were, not bad chances. They worked hard. They worked hard. Yeah, they I'm worked not, hard. That's what I mean. I'm and that was gonna, away from home, right? No, it was that at, at home. Huddersfield. It was at. That was at Huddersfield. Okay. Yeah. No, um, I mean, I just I think they're a hard beat team to beat at at their home state stadium. So yeah, but they just don't score goals. I know. Like you I can know. be, you can be the best. You can be the best. Uh, like the look, I'm trying to you give can... you guys a chance in the predictions. You know, okay. so I'm just doing some crazy predictions. How this nice week of you? To, you know, I'm probably not going to get any right this week. Just you know, yeah. I, just, I, I got a hedge. I got a hedge. Setting himself up for the Monday, the Monday cop out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where he just goes, yeah, you know. As I yeah, I knew Arsenal would lose, and I wouldn't off. get any predictions right. Exactly. That's why I play to win. Uh. What's your prediction, Andrew? I'm gonna go two 0 Fulham. I th- I think uh, yeah, I know that their defense is trash, but uh, Fulham clean sheet never a good uh, never a good prediction. I know. I, yeah, I, I think I think Huddersfield's offense is worse than Fulham's defense, and that's why I'm wow. gonna go two 0 wow. So um, before we've all set our predictions, right? Everybody's everybody said yeah. that. Okay. Also, well, one uh, more thing about uh, one more thing about the game: Fulham need to get Alfie Mawson starting. 
Like that guy's been yeah, on the that bench. That is a mystery. That like, is that a guy's, mystery. He's been on the me. bench like the entire season, and like he was really good for Swansea the last couple of years. It's like kind of crazy that he hasn't even gotten any game time for them. I love like, his. I loved that signing by them. That was a great signing. Right, I, but like they don't use him, <laughs> so like you know. Um. So one thing I saw on Twitter while we've been doing this podcast, it comes from uh, RMC Sport. Watford apparently willing to sell uh, Ducore and PSG are preparing a thirty million pound offer for him. If that's huh. if that's true, like that's a ridiculously low. Like, first of all, Manchester City should trump all over that because they need a defensive midfield long term replacement for Fernandinho. But two, like, yeah, but Ducore is not like really a defensive midfielder. He's like box to box at this point. He's he's not someone you put deep in your midfield and ask him to sort of like shield the defense. You know, I mean, personally, the things I like most about him are all going forward. Like he's good in that, like sort of hard tackling, read the game capacity in midfield. But I don't I, like. I, I think it would be a nice addition to PSG if they I can think he's keep better Rabiot than Verratti. Yeah, yeah, he's I probably better than Granit Xhaka. Over Granit Xhaka, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just I, I disagree with the notion that he could go somewhere and replace like Fernandinho or like. Tiago oh yeah, I don't I'm not saying it's tomorrow. I'm not saying it tomorrow. I mean, isn't he still pretty young? Yeah, he's like 24. 24. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let's look it up. Uh, 24 or 25. He's 25, but he'll turn 26 yeah. January 1st. So okay. he's a player who's coming into his prime. Like, this is where he's going to... He's also French, so make, him making makes sense for him to end up at PSG. So, we'll see. It does help the midfield that I've talked about and I, 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 I'll just end with I think it's going to take a little bit more than 30 million to get him away from Watford especially unless, mid-season unless he's like a year and a half left in his contract and they like know he's not going to resign but yeah it, they yeah. Uh, actually uh, a, a scenario I think it could happen is if like Chalaba comes back and it's playing well for them and they can afford to let him go so they've got a lot of depth in midfield but let's wrap it up there uh, this is a great weekend of football I'm really excited Javier, Andrew, thanks for uh, joining us. Glad we got to be on this uh, pod, all three of us, for this preview. And uh, may the best man win this weekend. We all seem to think it's going to be Liverpool. (laughs) And to the listeners, we're very sorry that Javier came with a toothless performance. Hopefully Arsenal's has a few more teeth in it. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Andrew Passaro. At ASMOS92, at GhostGoalPod. Javier's Instagram is at JavierRev9. And until next time, Andrew. See ya.